Welcome to We're Created. I'm your host, Charity James. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your good news. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting me with this podcast. And I thank you, Lord, for every listener listening that they will receive your word and they will grow. They will be set free by your word, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for your anointing that removes the burdens and destroys all of the yokes. I thank you, Lord, that you have your way with me, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you speak in and through me and you are glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's episode is about the fundamentals of creativity. As creative people, it's important to know why are we creative or what is the meaning of creativity. The meaning of creativity is the ability to create and the quality of being creative. How are we able to create in the first place? Like, where does that come from? Everything has a beginning or an origin. Things don't just come out of nowhere and creativity didn't just come out of nowhere. Through scripture, we'll see the, the origin of creativity. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version Bible. Uh, come with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We see that it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's read that again. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We see that in the beginning, or the beginning of creativity, is God Himself. God and God alone is the beginning or the origin of creativity. Before we knew anything about God, we knew Him as the Creator. As the creator, God created the heavens and the earth, but he didn't just stop there. He continued to create and come with me to Genesis 1 and 26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, likeness, let them have dominion over the fish and of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That is verse 26 and 27. In Genesis 1.26, we see the creator giving his special creation, mankind, the ability to be like him. Thus, giving, giving his creation the ability to create like him. Notice I said create like him. Create like God. Just like God said in Genesis 1 and 3, let there be light. And there was light. That is the likeness of how we were created to create. The scripture is very clear in Genesis 1.26. Then God said, God himself said, let us make man 
in our image, according to our likeness. Now, the us and our that God is speaking of is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, which is the Godhead. Now, we, mankind, were created according to the likeness of God, a copy in appearance, the quality or state of being like God. In in Psalms 82 and 1, it says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Further down in verse 6, it says, I said, this is God speaking, you are gods and all of you are children of the most high God. Now that's very encouraging. God himself calls me God, a God, lowercase g, God, but he calls me a God. Why? Because I was made in his likeness. I was made like him. God did not make us to be mere humans. But according to his night likeness, we are gods. God is God, and he created us to be just like him. Now you can say, what happened? We we know that we are created in the image of God, and we know that we are gods. So what happened? Since the creation of male and female, why haven't mankind lived according to the likeness of God? the gods we were created to the, to be. Well, the creator of everything gave his creation commands. In Genesis 2.16, God com- gave a simple command, what we believe to be a simple command, but things are not as simple as it seems. And come with me to Genesis chapter 2. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Adam and Eve had one rule to follow, and they failed. It is easy for us who are familiar with this passage to say, oh, I wouldn't have made that mistake. But in 1 Corinthians 10 and 12, it says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. Adam and Eve walked with God and they had everything, but they were still able to be deceived. How much more are we to be sober-minded, alert, and not ignorant of Satan's devices? In Genesis 3 and 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. No, he was cunning. He was cunning. That is something to observe, the cunning trickery of Satan. He was more cunning than any of the beasts of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the, of the garden. Now here's Satan questioning 
what God said. That's what he does. He questions what God said. Did, did God really say that we are gods? Is that really God? Did he really say that? That doesn't sound like God, but that is what the word of God said. That's what he said. So it is true. But here is Satan is tr using the word of God and questioning questioning it. And that's what he does. And in verse two, it says, and the woman said to the serpent, first of all, do not talk back. Don't have a conversation with the devil. Rebuke him. <laughs> he will flee from you. Rebuke him. Resist him and he will flee. Do not talk and hold a conversation with him. He is tricky. And look at, look what happened. He said, oh, she said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now see, she added, added to the word of God. Would Satan have you conversating, entertaining the lies of Satan, have you adding and subtracting from what God says? God did not say, nor shall you touch it. He simply said, but of the, in a verse one, uh, chapter one, 17, he said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in, in it, the day you, that you eat of it, you shall surely die. He didn't say, nor shall you touch it. But here she is conversating with the devil. She's adding to the word of God. And that's something that you do not do. Then the serpent said to the woman in verse four, you will not surely die. This is a lie. Here is Satan, the father of lies, straight lying to her. For God knows that in that in the day you shall you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Here we go. Eve was already like God. She was already like God. He didn't she didn't have to do anything because she was already made in the image of God. She, she was the second one made in the image of God. She was really, really close to God. She didn't have to look any further, but who she was. And I'm going to say that she did not know who she was, but in this moment, she forgot who she was. And it's important to note that because she forgot who she was right here to learn from other others' failures, that is, we have to constantly be reminded of who we are and whose we are. Because Eve quickly forgot who she was and who she belonged to. So it's important for us to be constantly reminded of who we are and whose we are so we do not get deceived. And in verse 6, it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Now, let's go back to verse 6, or no, verse 5, for when the Satan was telling Eve, for God knows that in the, in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This is a classic trick of the devil. 
He did the same thing with Jesus when Jesus was come uh, coming out of fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and was tempted of the devil. This is one of the tricks that Satan used. It is important to know that Satan can't create anything. He has no new tricks. He's just a, a liar and he can't create it. So he uses the same things over and over and over again. But the see, Eve didn't pass this test, this this trick. She didn't pass it. But Jesus, he did. And he and then Jesus is the example that we follow when it comes to being tempted of the devil. Come with me to Luke chapter four verses five. Then the devil taking him up on a mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. How in the world are you going to give the King of Kings, Lord of Lord, something that's already his? Everything already belongs to him. How are you going to give it to him? So this is a classic trick. The devil trying to give you something or make something appear to be something that you that already belongs to you. He did it with, with Jesus and Jesus' response was in verse eight, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, because that is straight foolishness. <laughs> OK, it's straight foolishness. He said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you worship. So it's important to know that and identify the tactics of Satan. Let's go back to the book of Genesis, chapter three. Verse 5, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. This is how the whole world got deceived. When it pertains to creativity, Adam and Eve ended up creating in a way that they were never intended to create. And they would end up creating something that they were never supposed to, they never needed. They need. They never needed coverings. And this is what Satan does. He tricks people into creating things that they were never supposed to create. There was, God had specific way that he created. And this is how we were created to create the God kind of way. And because of Satan's trickery, Mankind have been creating things the copycat way of creating. It hasn't been the true way of how God intended for us to create. Mankind have been creating under the influence of Satan, which is copycat of the real thing, of the real way God created. And so when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, all of their power and dominion was given over to Satan. 
In Ephesians 2 and 2, it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of air, the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Everything that is not created the God kind of way is under the influence of Satan. Everything created under the influence of Satan is counterfeit. There is no gray area. There is only the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. How do I get out of the kingdom of darkness and and under and from under the influence of Satan, which is full of sin and death and sadness, depression, depression, oppression, fear, doubt, sickness, disease, hopelessness, all the other nonsense, and get into the kingdom of God where there is redemption and forgiveness and mercy, grace, love, joy, hope, peace, power, dominion, and authority, and all the promises of God. I am glad you asked. The answer is Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus Christ is everything. In Genesis 1-1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did God create? He created through Jesus Christ. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1, verses 15. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in the in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have permanence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things are on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Instead of God, just leaving us in this world hopeless and just letting the devil run around lying to people. Here's what God did. In St. John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Pauls. The only begotten son is Jesus Christ. And we just read in Colossians that Jesus is everything. All things were created through him. God risked everything he ever created for your sake, for our sake. He loves us so much that he risked everything for us. That whoever believes in him, that is Jesus, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world 
through him might be saved. And it's important to understand this. Everything gets done through Jesus Christ. God created everything through Jesus Christ. We can do all things through Jesus Christ. Everything gets done through Jesus Christ. So it's important to know that in St. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is not only how God created and how we operate and create, but he is the way to get to the Father. He is the way to be reconciled back to God. You may you now know that God loves you so much that he risked everything just for you. And Jesus Christ is the way to be reconciled back to the Father. The requirement to be reconciled and in to enter into the kingdom of God is to be born again. St. John 3 and 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And you may ask, how can I become born again? I am glad you asked. Born again also means saved. All you have to do is pray this simple prayer out loud. Father God, I come to you as I am. Forgive me for my sins. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him, that is Jesus, from the dead. I am saved in Jesus' name. A that is it. Your spirit man has been born again, and this is a supernatural rebirth, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing over you. Congratulations. Welcome to the family and the body of Christ. The most essential fundamental of creativity is to be born again. Being born again enables you to be like God, to walk like Christ, to to be able to create the God kind of way. This is the first step to being reconciled back to God and to being who God created us to be. And that is to be just like him. Tune in next Friday for the Fundamentals of Creativity Part 2, where we learn about the power that we have as born-again creatives. Let's create. <laughs>